Welcome everyone to episode one of the Michael Jordan Week on the Slab Stocks podcast and YouTube channel. We are joined here by Cage Lawyer. Uh, Cage, introduce yourself and your uh, your son you got there with you. How you doing? Matt Worth, Ian. We're talking about Jordan rookies and one day they'll all be his. There we go. So this week on the Slab Stocks channel, we have a three-part Michael Jordan interview series coming out. I'm not an expert in Michael Jordan cards or cards before 2010 really or 2000. But I went and found a couple different experts in a couple different Michael Jordan segments of the card market. We have Matt here to talk about the Jordan rookie cards and their values and his journey through collecting Jordan rookie cards. Then later this week, we have a couple people to do the inserts and the 90s rare cards. So to start off here, Matt, I just want you to talk about your Jordan collecting journey, how you got into collecting Jordan, um, you know, what cards you were looking for. And also maybe talk about a couple of cards you really love that you have. Sure. So it's funny because, uh, you know, I started collecting in the late 80s, early 90s, and basketball was not huge. And looking back, you know, my first collecting set was an 87 top set. There are a lot of people my age who say that's the, the set, the, bas- the baseball set, the wood border. And, you know, you, you think back now, I can't believe how many years it is, 30 plus years back. But imagine if instead of opening hundreds of wax packs of tops with a wood border trying to find, you know, Bo Jackson rookies. If I would have, you know, instead found somebody who was selling 86, 87 Fleer wax, thing yeah. is, you know, just at the time, nobody was buying it. Uh, it just wasn't as big as baseball. Basketball wasn't as big as baseball. And, you know, a lot of people don't know the story. I mean, that 86, 87 Fleer was their first foray into, into you know, the, 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 the hobby. Uh, tops was in it for quite some time. I think 82, 83 82 was the end of the tops run. Um, and we'll get into you know, what filled that gap between 82, 83 and 86, 87 in a minute with the star cards. But yeah. you know, my, my, in 87, it's baseball, 88, it's baseball. It's, you know, you know you have to yourself. yeah, well, it's a regret. That's what happens. But so, so, you know, looking back, it's amazing. But you know, in the early nineties, people started getting the basketball because Shaq, Shaq was a phenomenon. And it's so funny because it's so similar to, what's going on in the hobby now. You have Zion. Everybody's Zion yeah. crazy. You have people getting into the hobby now to buy Zion. It's almost exactly the way it was in 92. People who were, who were either baseball guys jumping into basketball. And you could have seen it a little bit last year with LaLuca and, and Trey Young and, and that kind of stuff. But Zion has just taken it to an entirely different level. And people are focusing on basketball cards who you know might have not focused on basketball cards, might focus on not cards at all. Sneaker flippers, you know, you name it. But... Um, you know, at the time, I remember 92 was a huge switch in cards. Everybody went over to 92 Upper Deck. Everybody was, you know, trying to buy Stadium Club. Everybody was looking for Shaq, chasing Shaq. And, um, you know, at that time, people started looking into, well, Jordan's huge. What kind of Jordan cards are out there? And, you know, I'm not going to talk about all the Jordan inserts and stuff from the 90s, but they got huge yeah. as well. But, you know, all of a sudden you started seeing the Jordan rookie cards and people would notice it in the, in the cases. People would notice it in the, you know, in the hobby stores. And I mean, the, the Jordan rookie was, I mean, if I remember the first one that I saw, it was sitting in a case for $165. Ungraded. I'm sure the corners were crappy. You know, I'm yeah. sure it was not, you know, in good shape. Sure it was it was you know, not bit, but I'm sure it was you know, one of those cards where, you know, no one was thinking about grading at the time. It was early 90s. But, you know, instead, you'd, you'd buy a couple of dollar pack and hope to get a shack. And the funny thing is, you know, I remember not having a problem paying 25 or $30 for a stadium club Shaquille O'Neal rookie card at the time. And yeah. that's probably what it goes for now raw, maybe even more than what it goes for now raw. 
but you got the you know, prism John Moran. John Moran. So, so this is what happens. You get, my, my kid doesn't think about Michael Jordan. It's a John Moran. But people like me will get back into the hobby and say, you know what, let me look for the older stuff. And, you know, at the LeBron time, I remember James it was Green. probably the first explosion of Jordan cards at the Rick time was Smith. people who were now focusing on it in the 90s. Um, yeah, I never Green. bought one there at the time. I was a kid. So I Green. was looking for what was hot, what was new. And you're seeing a lot of that now with Zion. But mm-hmm. the other investors out there, you know, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, you see upticks in all those guys. And it's after, mm-hmm. I think it was 82, was the end of tops in basketball. Um, 83, 84, a star company came out. And for people who are watching this that don't have any kind of an idea of what that is, there are two cards that you would consider Jordan's quote-unquote rookie card. Maybe three if you include a stick. We talk about all mm-hmm. three. The star rookie card, most call it an extended rookie. You've seen it if you ever looked like a Beckett price guide or anything like that. They call it an XRC. Um, yep. Star cards came out. They were weird distribution. They were they were put in team bags starting in '83. The first set in '83 was a like a '75 card team set for XRC. The first star sets '83, '84 came out. They were in team bags, so they just had team bags. And I'm pretty sure it was just like a '75 card all star set from the time. And and you know they were distributed like crazy. Only about five thousand of those team bags. Some of the teams didn't even have a thousand distribution. Uh, I think there were print issues on them, like the Dallas set, maybe the uh, maybe the Boston set. But the next year, the 84-85 set, that was the one that got some attention because, because it had Michael Jordan in it, right? So Michael Jordan's XRC card number 101. There was also an Olympic card of him. Um, why people don't consider him the, you know, the, the quote-unquote rookie, even though it's his first card, is because it wasn't packed distributed. It wasn't the, you know, an NBA-specific license you know, like Fleer was, where you could yeah. open up a pack, have a complete set. It was distributed weird. A lot of the Midwest locations didn't even get them. Um, you know, there were these master distributors that that, that distributed these card packs, um, team bags, basically, out to yeah. you know, odd distribution uh, outlets. So some people never even saw them. But if you look back on them, those, uh, you know, that's the first quote-unquote card um, that's out there for Jordan. The other little interesting part about um, Star and, you know, what may make it tough to continue to, grab on. I mean, it's, it's two thoughts of, uh, two schools of thought on it. One, I think it might actually make it worth more. And there was a time where two grading companies, we talk about third party graders, hopefully everybody watching this knows that I don't have to go too deep into that, what a third party grader is, but yeah. there were two third party graders that actually graded the cards, BGS and GAI, uh, which is a lesser known one, but BGS actually graded the cards. They don't grade them anymore. So what's odd is, you know, Unlike the 86, 87 Fleer, if you find one raw at a, you know, at a card show or in a store, you can send it in and get it graded now, and you know, it's adding to the population. Whereas the Star Pop, that's it. You know, the BGS Star population is not increasing. What it is, it will remain. That probably hurts the raw cards, um, and there's a lot of talk of counterfeiting of those, you know, different card stock. You know, people making fakes of them. They weren't exactly the most intricate design. Not a lot of colors on it. It's just- a quick question because it intrigues me. Why, why did BGS stop grading them? I think at the time, and I hope they start regrading again, but I think at the time, the, the, just the amount of uh, fraudulent copies that were out there, the amount of, uh, you know, just, just fakes that were out there, they just said, you know what, we're not going to keep grading. My, my, my hope is that at some point in time, just given the popularity of Michael Jordan and that particular card and the other star cards, um, that um, that they start grading them again. That's yeah. a Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, with the, the, the red border. The red border, very similar. That's a, you see it's in a BGS case. It's a BGS 9. It's pretty yeah, nice. Patrick Ewing. Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. So 
So I try to stick on the high grade on these. There's not many yeah. things out there, these BGS ones. As you can see, I mean, if, if you can get a little detail on it, you know, there's, there's not much to the card. You know what I mean? It's not very detailed, not very intricate. People who collect cards today, you see, you know, my son loves these revolution cards where it looks like, you know, like, I don't know, a rainbow threw up on the card. That's not it, right? It's you yeah. know, plain. Um, and you can see the, yeah, there, you there you go. Revolution, revolution. Yeah. So, I mean, there's uh, the next year Barkley, white border, you know, nine. And you can see. So nice looking card. So, I mean, it's, it's different. And you do, don't. Yeah, does BGS don't, still, do they grade the non-Jordans or do they just They don't grade, grade any, any star. Any star, okay. Grade. Dang, nice. So those probably fetch a pretty good dollar than the BGS graded stars because they but just know. As opposed more. to getting raw or, you know, people like to buy sealed team bags. So that, yeah. you know, you'd hope that they're not counterfeiting a whole team bag. Believe it or not, these cards, you know, which everybody thinks Barkley, Dominique, Ewing, you try to find a PSA 10, which is equivalent to these. I mean, there's probably 9.5s out there and there's other ones, but no, those are four-figure cards, every one of them. Yeah. Ewing's $1,000. The Dominique, the last Dominique PSA 10 for Fleer sold for $2,500. And that's probably Dang. cheap. There's not that many of them out there. Um, the Barclays, you know, a $1,500 card. These cards are, are a fraction of that, are the Jordan Star. Um, I happen to like it a lot because there's – you, there are no there are no BGS tens, right? So so be, I I like to talk about the uh, you know the the population reports of these things. Now mm-hmm. there are some influencers out there that like to keep banging supply and demand, and that's one hundred percent right. There will always be more demand for the eighty six eighty seven Fleur Jordan. If Dordogne yeah. is rookie, it is an iconic card. It's a great card, um, and you know believe it or not. As much of it as they printed, there is not a huge supply of the um, you know of the the PSA tens of it. But yeah. what's funny is if you think about the we're just going to talk about the Jordan Star one hundred and one, the one that's considered the XRC. Yeah. The total population in BGS total total population is eight hundred and ten cards. And look, there's a lot of reasons for that, right? They're not grading them anymore. So if you go pull up eBay now, you're going to find a few of them. So it's not the rarest card in the world. You're going to find a lot mm-hmm. of them raw. But there is a premium put on the ones that got graded by BGS because you buy on eBay, there's a chance that you're buying a, a fake. You're buying a counterfeit because they were counterfeited. So yeah. the ones that are in BGS slabs, I will tell you just a little like aside, the only BGS cards that I own besides a LeBron that I just got for my son yeah <laughs> that uh i had to get him because i sold this psa 10 i wanted to go a little deep so this is his collection a little there you go 9.5 quad right so yeah. the only bgs cards they own are the three that you just saw and the jordans just yeah. stop and if i could you know if i could pitch a business idea to psa after this whole quarantine is over there has to be a way now with paper testing, with, you know, with the science, the way that it is now, where they can figure out which ones of these star cards were counterfeits and which ones aren't. Yeah, and P- PSA never graded them? Never. Okay, so BGS I mean, star is I really the thing. Never because, you know what's funny? You know, like, like, you know, like some people have seen Bigfoot. I've definitely yeah. seen pictures of a star Jordan in a PSA case. So I don't yeah. want to say never. I don't know how yeah. the hell that happened. I don't know. You know, <laughs> somebody did it, uh, you know, like they, it was like a Photoshop. I don't know. Yeah. It was like a one week where PSA yeah. will grade these and a couple of them snuck out of the factory. But I've definitely seen pictures of the star Jordan in a PSA case. But as far as what's been, you know, told to the general public, PSA never graded these. It was just BGS and GAI. So back to the, to the pops on them, right? So, so, um, 
9.5, which would be the highest. There are no 10s. There's no BGS 10, no black label, no non, you know, no pristine in these stars. Just because they, you know, the, the corners are bad, the, the surfaces are bad. I mean, it's a, it's a very dull, non-glossy car, a lot of scratches on it and stuff, and being sent out in team bags. It didn't exactly secure the things in there. A lot of corner dings, yeah. you know, centering issues. As if, you know, the, the company wasn't around doing this for a long time. Prism can't get centering right there. And how long it been? So, um, BGS nine point five. If those come for sale and you want to mortgage your house for it, go right ahead because there's only three of them. So how much? How how much has has there been any sales recorded? So, of 9.5? so there hasn't been any recent, but they're six figure cards. Yeah. So I mean, a BGS nine point five will sell for way more than a even the Jordan 86, way 87 more Fleer, again. but it's because the 86, 87 Fleer has to check with 312 of those. Yeah. So, PSA yeah. 10 and 86 mm -hmm. Fleer is what, like 50K now? Yeah, the last couple sold 44, 45, um, but we'll talk about that pricing and what I think about that pricing in a minute because that yeah. pricing on that is peaks and valleys. So yeah. um, we'll get to that in a sec. But Part yeah, but, but yeah if, if, you had, if money was not, a choice right now and it's like I didn't make a difference you wanted to buy the best Jordan rookie you could get my for my money again this is if money means nothing you buy one of those three it's almost like a priceless item there's only three mm -hmm. BGS 9.5 graded um, even the nines there's only 65 of them so yeah, I that's, one, that's know, so I have, rare I have a couple of 8.5s and even the 8.5s I have one of I think four or five that have nine center in on an mm -hmm. 8.5 there's less BGS 8.5s than there are Jordan 10, 86, 87s. If you were to do the combined top eight and a half and above, now you're starting to get into the numbers that there are Jordan 10s and 86, 87. So I, I, it's three, 65, and two, 15. So the combined total of BGS eight and a half at better is, let's do the math on that, 283, and there's 312 Jordan PSA 10s. So, you know, I mean, if you're just doing like a supply thing, um, you know, the, the, the high-level BGS slabbed um, Jordan 101s from 8485 star, uh, star are, are it's pretty comparable to what you have on the PSA 10s. So that was probably Steph Curry's dad. He was a good shooter. It's trivia time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, the star ones, that happens to be my favorite card because you don't see too many of them in high grade. Mm -hmm. The next Jordan that I buy, unless we see a price correction in the 86, 87 Fleers back to where they were like last year. Oh, wow. 12 o'clock. Damn, robots. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> this is wonderful. So, um, would be to try to find a nine, um, you know, BGS nine. And they suffer, they, they suffer about what Jordan rookie Fleers were selling for last year. So the last couple sold for about 25000 BGS nine star? BGS nine star. Yep. Dang, nice. I, I actually have I've seen the design of the star. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. You know, obviously A6 Fleer is the card. I have a PSA 2 of it. So, you know, you know, I don't have crap ton of money to work with. So I, you know, picked up a PSA 2. I was like, I just gotta get my hands on Jordan Rookie. So okay. I went with that. But I mean, I like it, of course. I'm just gonna hold on to it. We're gonna take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor. So what are we looking at with A6 Fleer and what's been going on recently? Like Obviously, there's been a huge influx in the hobby, a ton of money coming in. Is it something that's really like just exploded or is there a lot of people chasing it or do you just think it's a couple of really big, big spenders going after it? So the 86, 87 Fleet Jordan is just one of those weird storied cards, right? So it's always going to be thought of as, as like an iconic card. So, you know, it, it's one that will always have value. It's one that's always going to, uh, you know, if you look at like the stock market, there's ups and there's downs, right? But, but if you look at it over a long period of time, it just goes up, right? 
you know, there are peaks, there are valleys, you know, you have times where it drops like we are now, but it'll eventually go back up. That's the Jordan rookie card. And, you know, what's funny is what I would implore the people watching this video to do is type in um, Michael Jordan rookie um, manipulation. <laughs> All right. Or Michael Jordan rookie boom in price. And you know what you're going to find is you're going to find articles from 2016. You're also going to find articles from 2012. You're going to find articles from years before that. And what you're going to see is, and you can look this up in, you know, in your, your worth points or in your eBay sales or, you know, PWCC, which some people love and some people hate, you know, they have, um, you know, they have, um, you know, like a price, uh, you can look up what the prices were. Right. So, so, um, you'll find articles about what I would call Jordan booms. There were booms in 11, 12. There's a boom in 16 again now. And those booms, it's weird. I don't know what causes them. I don't know if it's a couple of people fighting over the, you know, the tens that are out there because there's not a huge supply. I don't know if it's fake sales that don't actually get, get, you know, actually consummated. I, I don't know what the story is, but you'll notice that, I mean, you go through the price history on it, right? Two or three of them recently within the last couple of weeks have sold for $44,000, dollars $45,000. And that's PSA 10s we're talking about now. If you went back to last year, so January of 19, there were multiple sales for twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two thousand dollars. So that means the card's more than doubled in a year. Yeah. Um, now you can see the trajectory of the card um, from January on. I mean, I, I did a quick look at the uh, the prices. So June, there were a bunch of them for twenty-eight thousand. This is nineteen, two thousand nineteen. Twenty-eight thousand in October, there were a bunch sold for thirty, low thirties, thirty-one, thirty-two. In December, you saw thirty-eight. January thirty-nine. Now all of a sudden, forty-four, forty-five. Now you're thinking. You know, what's causing that? Is it the same thing that happened with like the LeBron 2003 Chrome? Those things doubled, tripled, quadruples. I mean, I was buying those last year for $1,000 and then all of a sudden they were $7,000. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's definitely some merit to that, right? So the, the, you know, the PSA 10s, there's 312 of them. For Michael Jordan, that's not a huge population. No, the overall pop, you know, we were talking about 810 for the stars. The overall pop are 86, 87 Fleer is 17,144 cards. So there's yeah. no shortage of the Jordan. There, there is a shortage of PSA 10s. And a lot of these numbers are, you know, the PSA 9s is probably a lot of tried regrades. But the yeah. 9 is not what I would consider a scarce card. The 9, there's almost 2,700 of those. Last I checked, 2,698 PSA 9s. That's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's, that's more than three times the total BGS pop of, 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 the, uh, of the stars, just in PSA how, 9s. How much does a PSA 9 sell for? Today. So it's it, again just like the just like the ones that are jumping for the tens. You know, last year you could get a PSA nine for four thousand dollars, no problem, as a buy it now on eBay. Now they're eight nine thousand dollars. So Dang. they won't be last year. So the most yeah. recent sales on those are you know eight or nine thousand dollars. Sure, if you, uh, you know you could probably find find one that's in an old holder, which people don't like. People like the new. Yeah. Holder. You know, you probably find one in the high sevens now. But even that, I mean, that was a card where you know you could buy one in the fours all day last year. Um, and you know it's it's amazing because you know I talk about the you know the peaks and the valleys. If you look, so the news articles you'll find out there is the summer of 2016. There's I mean blowout forum stuff on this all over the place for whatever reason. Just like what seems to be going on now, and there's not a huge amount of sales. So you'll notice over 40,000. There's only a couple of sales that that hit that. It's something where the price it's not like a stock right you can't look there's been hundreds of millions of shares of apple sold you know this week yeah. so you know what the price is right there's only a couple of sales of, of michael jordan and a card like this where the psa 10 is so rare and there's so few sales you have to kind of take the quote-unquote price market with a little bit of a grain of salt or a whole shaker of salt if you want because 
it's pretty easy to manipulate it. One person out there, you know, who puts in a bid or uses two eBay accounts and chills it up. I'm not saying that's what happened on these last ones. You know, they may have, they may have gone south, but it's something that you can manipulate. And the reason why I would think, you know, that that's happened before is if you go back to that summer of 2016 that I was talking about the last time this happened, there were multiple sales in 2016 of that Jordan rookie for between 38 and $44,000. It was that high? That high. Yes, sir. Dang. So between thirty-eight and $44,000. So if you were buying that card, and this is kind of like a cautionary tale also, especially given the overall global economy it is now, if I had $44,000 right now, I don't know if I'd be plunking it down on a Jordan PSA 10 thinking, well, Jordan always goes up. Jordan's great. You know, it's, it's like buying, you know, like buying the most safe and secure thing in the world because, you know, he's... He's a, a sure investment. There were people who were thinking that most likely in the summer of 2016, who plunked down 38, 39, or $44,000 for a Jordan and then watched as it went down in 2017 to $17,000. Or 50% drop. Yeah. So in, in some cases more. And it has now, so that was what we were talking about, right? The peaks and the valleys, right? So it happened in 2012, happened 2016. And, you know, like I said, there's no shortage of stuff out there. The fun thing about the card market is there's a lot of places out there you can look for information. Your blog happens to be one of the really good ones for recent stuff. Thank but, you. you know, you have, you know, sports card forums, you have blowout cards, you name it, just regular articles written about it where if you just go back and, and take a snapshot of what was going on at, at the time, yeah, I don't know if it was people, you'll find the articles, right? And, and, you know, Jordan Boom articles, right? And, you know, people say, well, what's causing this? Oh, well, there's an influx of, of Asian money. There's a couple of big Asian buyers who are willing to spend up to $50,000. All right, well, what happened to them? You know, did, yeah. did the market fizzle? Did they just disappear? Because I'm telling you, after those $38,000, $39,000, sales in the summer of 16, June 16. All of a sudden, for 17 and 18, you could buy as many of these as you want, right? So I looked at that Jordan card in 17, 18 myself and said, you know, I've purchased cards that are in a similar range to what the Jordan was selling for in 17, 18. You're talking about vintage baseball cards. You know, I, I bought a Hank Aaron rookie in PSA 8. Yeah. I bought a you know, Joe DiMaggio rookie um, in PSA 8. I mean, these are cards that are twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000. Um, I purchased a Joe Jackson card from 1917. That's a $25,000 card. I mean, I spent money on these cards. And at the time, the other card that was in the range there was a Jordan rookie, was that 86, mm -hmm. 87 Fleer. But I passed on those, and, and maybe now looking at the pricing, I probably made a mistake, right? But I passed on those because the cards I was buying, there were, you know, like the Aaron and PSA, there's 90 of them in that, or 150 of them in that grade, or, you know, the, the, the DiMaggio, there's, there's, there's less than 100. And the Jordan, for whatever reason, even though it was only 310 at the time, late 17, early, you know, 18, even early 19, especially, you know, January of 2019, when I was buying a bunch of these cards, February 19, there were a dozen Michael Jordan PSA 10s on eBay. You could yep. buy them 23, 24, $25,000 all day long. Well, every auction house had one in their auction. So you're talking about not just eBay, you're talking about, you know, your Heritage, your Robert Edwards, your, you know, your big auction houses. Every one of them had them. And if you had twenty three, $24,000, you could walk away with a, a recent slab PSA 10. You can't now. Yeah. You can't go on eBay and do that. I don't know what the cause of that is. It could be the same thing that we were talking about where, you know, the eyes on Luca and Trey and now Zion have focused more attention, more money on basketball cards. It's what happened with LeBron. It's what happened with Kobe's cards. Obviously, there's a bunch going on with Kobe. Um, it happened with a lot of these guys and people are looking back. I mean, um, 
you could also see, I mean, I love the 86, 87 Fleer. I know, I know I've talked about how, you know, Jordan, I'd like the, the star card for various yeah. reasons, but I mean, I own probably a dozen of the Elijah one, 86, 87 Fleers in PSA 10. And that card in the last six months has gone from a $700 card to a $1,600 card. As a so, PSA 10? In PSA 10. That was only $700? Mm-hmm. That seems yeah. really cheap. Yeah. In December, I was buying it for 700 bucks. Yeah, dang, that's crazy. Seven hundred bucks, and now you know the last one I think sold. I got an alert from one of the ones I was watching on eBay sold for fifteen and change yesterday. Dang, so, nice. but yeah, yeah. So, and you see the same thing. Dominique Wilkins, you could buy a Wilkins for you know twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. Wilkins is a low pop. I think the last I checked, Wilkins was like ninety three. The pop mm-hmm. on that in PSA ten. So I mean, that's a tough card in and of itself. But I mean, that card, the last one, like I said, sold for twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars. Barkley too. Barkley's gone up. Ewing's gone up. Not as much, but. All the 86 87 have kind of moved. Hey. Fleer sticker. I'm wondering about that Fleer sticker since it seems like the place where if someone doesn't want to move down to like a PSA 3, PSA 4, Jordan 86 Fleer that they might go and look at the sticker for like a 9 yeah. or an 8 yeah. or 10. So, so to me, the sticker falls somewhere between the um, between the the regular card and the star. You know what I mean? Like because the the, the – the star card is, is considered an XRC. The sticker is a sticker. And you know, yeah. it's, it's funny because with, with, uh, with Panini coming back into it and with the, you know, the global market and now I think you know, soccer becoming soccer bigger. Stickers soccer stickers is sticker huge. was huge for a little while. I think you, the sticker might actually be, if what you're saying is that's the place to put your money, it might actually be the place that sees the most increase because stickers have become a little more commonplace, right? People are actually willing to buy a sticker as a rookie card. I see, um, I can't say the guy's name, right? But you can. It's because I'm not a soccer guy, but you'll get me into it. Um, Killian Mbappe. Killian, yeah, yeah. MB, right? I'll say his yeah. name, right? But, but uh, you know, you look at his rookie cards. First of all, they've exploded in the last two weeks. But there's this mm-hmm. Panini foot, which came out in like 2016. Yeah, right? 2016. PSA 10s were, I want to say, $500 for the longest time. And I just, th- there's like no supply on eBay. One just got listed for 3000 So we 3, haven't had. I saw it. And, but yeah. people, but especially in cards like that, where the sticker was the first card, I think that you're seeing stickers gain a little more traction as a viable investment, quote unquote, card. Um, you know, stickers were kind of like a joke, you know, <laughs> when yeah. I was collecting. I was like, ooh, stickers, stickers was what your sister collected. The, they're not exactly rare, but what makes the, the 8687 clear stickers cool, I mean, you got a sticker in every pack. Right, and the the sticker set was was what? Was it a twelve card set, or I don't even remember exactly. Um, eleven card set, um, I think eleven. Um, so, the centering is just awful. The centering on them is terrible. I mean, some yeah. of them the centering is. I mean, like my son could have cut them better. Um, <laughs> you know, using the Jordan as an example, right? I mean, there's seventy seven hundred of them graded. Seventy seven hundred of them graded by PSA. One hundred and nineteen tens. Dang. So, a, you know, so, you know, even the nines, the nines, it's only, you know, I think 1700 or something like that in the nines. So, you know, eventually I would think that that will matter, right? I mean, if you look at yeah. cards today, I mean, this is way off topic, but I like, you know, Fernando Tatis, right? Yeah. Um, big buyer, his, you know, top series two rookie from last year, PSA 10. And there's thousands of them and not just thousands of them, 75%, three out of every four that gets graded, grades a 10, yeah. right? At some point in time, somebody's got to look at the fact that there's 7,500 or 8,000 of these graded by PSA and only 120 of them got to be tens, right? Yeah. So that's the story. I mean, listen, these things, have they sell high 
Um, they're definitely not your, you know, people listen to this and say, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get in and, and buy a, a sticker and that's going to be my Jordan rookie. They're still five figure cards. PSA still, 10, you're saying? Yep. They're still five figure cards. Um, Let, let's talk about PSA eight or nine. Do you know what those go around? Yeah. So, I mean, if you, they're still, they're four figure, not five figure. Um, I'm watching one on eBay that this morning got over a thousand dollars of PSA eight in bids. It's got two days left and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wind up, we'll see what happens with it. But, you know, even those PSA eights, they sell, they sell for, you know, they sell for, for plenty of money. I mean, the, the, the cool thing with the, with the Jordans is if you're willing to go away from PSA and you're willing to go down a little bit in price, their the stickers are easily attainable. You can buy, I think the last PSA seven sold for 700 bucks, $775 yeah. for a seven. Um, you know, that's that's attainable for, for almost anybody out there. The sixes are a couple hundred bucks, and there's plenty of them because, like we said, there's seven thousand of them. The real you know the real chase for it is people trying to buy those tens and because there's so few of them. They uh, you know they sell for a crazy amount of money. Right. Awesome. Um, next up on the agenda is the documentary coming out, The Last Dance. Airing on April 19th by ESPN, the first two hours of the 10-part documentary. What type of influx in buyers do you think we'll see from people? I mean, right now in those sports, I'm, I'm sure it's how many people are going to be tuning into this. And of course, a lot of card collectors too. And maybe there are people out there who flip some Luca, flip some Zion, who have money to spend. Do you think we're going to see a con- like a consolidation on some Jordan cards pricing and maybe see some go up? Or do you see it as if, people will attract to let's say like low end stuff like here i got something here to show you 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 know about these 1991 nike promo set oh, yeah. yep so i'm a big nike fan so i went out and bought one of those one of the michael jordan flight school and then i also bought a psa 9 yeah of, that's a great car by the way of the poster this actually went from i bought this for 300 dollars a month ago it's now yeah, up to like 700 yeah 750 now yep what do we see for cards that are under maybe even a hundred bucks like I mean, we're talking like 90s hoops cards here. I know this isn't what the main discussion yep. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do, do, we, do we see that really low stuff just go up maybe? Because like, it can, you know how low stuff, $50, $100 can double yep. in price overnight. Does that yep. happen? Yes. So I just for going back, I don't know if you want to do this. The, I didn't say yeah. $14,000, by the way, was the last PSA 10 sticker price. Oh, for the year. Dang, nice. $15,000. But do I think that there will be some consolidation, some purchases? You know, some people look at it and say, wow, this guy really was great. Um, and the documentary brings some attention to some of those other cards, 100%. And I'll give you a, here, Exhibit A, right? So Exhibit A, I just watched the other day, because we have no sports, a documentary with my son to teach him who this guy was. Christian Lander, yeah. that's right. I remember you right? saying that. And as soon as we finished watching it, I'm like, I got to buy this, right? Yeah. I went right on. And I think it was $15. It was like nothing, right? Yeah. But now it gets added to his collection. Right? We watched an Iverson one, did the same thing. And... I expect things like this to That's go a nice up, card. right? So how maybe much, I'll make a whole set of them. Who knows, right? How, how much is that? That Skybox USA card? It's $50. Oh, man, I want one of those. I might go yeah. buy one right now. There, there's, there, there's, there's a few of them. And this one, of course, was the, you know, the one that got graded the most. So there's the most population of this one on, of the set. But you know, I have a feeling after the documentary, this will be 100. And yeah, I, I mean, what's happening for especially PSA 10 Jordans from the early 90s, you can still find some of those inserts that are rare for 30, 40, 50 dollars, and those will go up just because you know it brings. I mean, of- this is what I envision happening. I could see someone easily just type in, like, maybe even it's card set name or whatever, or just Michael Jordan PSA 10, sorting by lowest price going up, just and just pe- people start buying whatever's there. 
Yeah, and you there are thousands of them, right? I mean, in '91 Upper Deck, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't you know get into a car store without tripping over '91 Upper Deck Jordans. But even those, you know, the twenty thirty dollars, I mean, to get a PSA ten just to have some just to have a PSA ten, put it in the collection. I'm gonna buy it for for my kid, whatever it is, right? So yeah, whether it's a hoops card, the old Skybox ones. You know, the Olympic team ones I, I like is a little, little different. Yeah. Uh, and that also lets me, you know, collect a set for my son. I could buy a Ewing, a Stockton. That's a cool set, that, that Skybox Olympic one. Now everybody's going to go buy it, and I'm not going to be able to buy it. So, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, let's see. All right. I, I got a last question here for you. So, with your Jordan collection, I'm sure you have a ton. You know, we don't need statistics on every card, but going forward, maybe it's the next five years, 10 years, 50 years, what is it? What's your plan with your Jordan collection? Are you going to try to flip some of this as people start to go more demand? Are you just going to, you know, keep it forever? Are you going to, you know, what's, what's the deal here? So the high end stuff that gets passed on, right? So, I mean, you know, I mean, you know a little bit about my collection, but I mean, I'm a vintage baseball card collector. I have Babe Ruth's, I have a Babe Ruth auto ball. I mean, I got, you know, I got all kinds of crazy stuff and that'll all go to my son who hopefully becomes a Yankee fan and, you know, <laughs> likes baseball whenever it starts up again. Um, so the, the, the high end Jordans, you know, your, your star, your, you know, your Fleer high end ones, those are, they're not going to be sold. You know, if I had a strategy on, on sales, um, some of the nineties inserts, I think they're ways for people to look to kind of flip over the next couple of years. Um, and you talk about if you want me to kind of like direct folks to some, and you probably have another segment on this, right? But yep. you know, the, 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 the Fleer total D that's a tough card, the tough borders, it's black border, uh, the Fleer team leaders, which was only in, I think, rack packs, jumbo packs from 93 Fleer. The, the team leaders is a blue one. The centering is horrible. I have a couple, a couple of those in 10. I had a couple of those, in, you know, in 93, 94, I got from packs and, you know, I graded them and they graded fives and six. And those are ones that I pulled <laughs> because they were so, you know, mangled already. Um, yeah. you know, league leaders, um, power in the key was a cool ultra one from the you know, early nineties where it was a very colorful card with foil on it. And it was tough to get them in tens because they chipped a couple of those cards where, especially like a card like that, that power in the key where you can look at, um, where people who are getting into the hobby today that are used to this prism color fancy stuff will look at that and say, oh, wow, that's similar to the stuff that I like now. It mm -hmm. kind of fits in my collection. Um, you know, those kind of things. I would imagine putting money in that now will see a nice, you know, return over the next couple of years. And then that's something you can, you can move. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the only thing that I would ever put in my collection that's a, you're going to keep and hang on to are the, the, the best cards for that person you know the rookie cards the rookie cards and the best grades that you can get everything mm -hmm. else is uh is a commodity yep you can sell it you can trade it you can make money on it just like all those tops baseball cards say everything i mean it's crazy how nowadays you can buy and sell literally anything in the sports card market if yep. there's enough demand there yep. that's all that matters yep. And eBay makes it easy, right? I mean, this week with eBay bucks and the fifteen percent coupon. Come on, it was like yeah. it was like Christmas for sellers. Yeah, they were they were definitely looking at getting some some card market money back in there after the last couple months. Um, all right, Matt. Well, thanks for giving your knowledge on the eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven Fleer, whatever you have at market. I uh, hope the viewers enjoyed. Andre Drummond, man. This is. Quarantine, man. Right? Yeah, I know. Can't can't hold him down for too long. Never forget. <laughs> this was our part one. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you guys next time. All right, take care.